Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the J. Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Hey, welcome once again to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show with my trusty co-host here, Marcus Hart. Always good to have him on board with us. Welcome, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the wonderful welcome. So we have another great show tonight. Um, First of all, a little bit of news. Do you hear what they're doing with Uber? Uber, Uber is uh, pledging something. Uh, I see. Yeah, uh, they, that sounds like they, they're they're gonna they're trying to make a commitment here. Uh, they're saying uh, that there'll be an all electric fleet by twenty forty. So my question is, how are they gonna do that? Because we know right now that well, there was some controversy about whether they're employees and contractors. So they're going to require people to have electric vehicles. I mean, how are they going to do that? <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like they're, you know, either you're going to have to have a electric vehicle or going to have to go buy one. Well, or... they're going to, they're going to spend $800 million. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically they, they said they're going to spend $800 million to help drivers switch to electric cars creating partnerships with manufacturers to ensure discounts. Uh, it's going to be available in 15 states. Um, and actually, uh, the Canadian cities, uh, there's going to be an extra dollar to use Uber in the Canadian cities. I'm sure the uh, passengers are going to love that one. That's going to be very interesting, John. Just as, I, as, just I as interesting as the music. Uh, was, just as interesting as the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, was that trying to tell us something? Was that a sign from the universe? Oh. Yeah, I think that was a sign coming in. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that time. I mean, I know people are looking about going electric cars, but I don't know. I, I, I just feel that, um, I, I mean, you're asking a company to do this, and most of these people that drive for them are part-time drivers, you know, and not that they're able to get a car like that. So I don't know. Um it's it's gonna be interesting, but we'll 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 keep following the uh, the news stories on that as as they emerge. So uh, Pfizer's having some interesting uh, issues in the news. Have you heard what they're doing? Yeah. So Pfizer, you know, from from what the report is saying, that you know they're they're claiming that they got some vet a vaccine on the way. Yeah, they're, they're saying that the vaccine could be ready for approval by mid October, but of course, with these vaccines or anything medical, there's always unknowns. So Pfizer uh, and BioNTech uh, say they're confident that they are going to have a vaccine, um, you know, against the novel coronavirus by the middle of October, early November. Uh, and I quote, it has an excellent profile and they consider this a vaccine near perfect and which has a near perfect profile science said in exclusive interview with cnn now i don't know how do they how do they say it's near perfect i mean how do they do that um i don't know i mean 
I think this is all hoopla. Until it actually comes out, Marcus, I'm really not believing it. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to, you know, believe it that fast either. You know, um, it, it, it's just all being rushed. It's all like in, in, in you know, you think that we got elections coming up. We, we think You think that there's a lot of people that has a lot of pressure, uh, pressure on them. Uh, to 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 do things like this and to uh, make things like this uh, come you know come into 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 fruition and then you 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 add money in the factor as well too uh, there's a lot of people who um, feel that they can make a couple uh, bucks right away off uh, off of this so I, I can see why uh, they will want to release this so early but at the same time they're taking a heavy risk here. Now, listen to this one. This is interesting. Now, we talk about, you know, things that are controversial and stuff like that somewhat. But, you know, something that's really interesting, and you mentioned it just a moment ago about the election. You know, uh, are they doing this for the election? Is that the reason they're doing this? You know, it almost seems like a lot's being drawn out because an election's coming up. Now, Facebook is doing something very interesting. Did you read what Facebook is doing? Yeah, I was I was completely blown away by this story, John. Uh, this this particular story uh, definitely caught my uh, caught my attention right away. Uh, it, it you know, and the fact that they want to pay you uh, just to you know uh, not be be a part of it. <laughs> they don't want you to be on social media with Facebook. So they're saying that they, to, an, uh, to assess the impact of social media and voting, the company's going to pay selected members up to $120 to deactivate their accounts beginning at the end of September. Wow. <laughs> and I quote, anyone who chooses to opt in, whether it's completing a survey or deactivating Facebook or Instagram, for a period of time, will be compensated. <laughs> Facebook spokesperson Liz um, Ber Bergois tweeted last week, this is fairly standard for this type of academic research. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. Um, I, I feel that uh, Facebook, what they're doing, and I've had a personal account, business account to deal with them. Mm. And I just feel, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the people that, you know, they have like these Facebook marketing people yeah. and they're actually not Facebook. They're actually subbed out people from Accenture, which are consultants. And all these people get you to do, um, Marcus, is they, they get you to feel nice and get you to spend more money. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and really, they don't know squat is a nice way of saying it, but I'd like to say right. some other words. They don't know squat. Uh, about it because they they can't understand anything. Well, you should do this, you should, you should do that. And, you know, we really recommend that you up your daily uh, allotment. Well, how much? <laughs> and then you up it and then they're like, well, yeah, probably you should up it again because you're not getting enough reach. And I don't know, I, I'm really, I lost respect for Facebook in the past. I'll be very honest with you. Um, I've lost even more respect for them, and we as a company have actually pulled completely out of advertising with Facebook. Um, we find that, um, I don't want to use the word corrupt, but really their crunching engine is just giving us garbage. 
it's not giving us quality people. And, and for personal, it's probably fine. But for business, uh, the targets are really not what they say they are. Right. So I have, a, I have a real big problem with that. I think if you want to use it for free stuff, that's great. But I think the days are numbered for Facebook charging. Or at least people are starting to boycott. I mean, I know a few years ago people were doing that. But now, I mean, they just become this conglomerate of a research uh, tank, Marcus. That's all they are. Yeah, you, and it just goes to prove, Marcus, they'll do anything for money. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Is they definitely become like a, a huge data advertising, you know, company rather than a social media company. Uh, to to even say that dare say that they're um, a social media company is uh, quite the understatement. And the things that the the sick things they do with algorithms is um, is really really disgusting. And um, I was through right. with them a long time ago, but you know, unfortunately, due to business, I I have to have a presence on Facebook. Um, I guess I have to have a presence. I, I mean, we, we all kind of have to have a presence, <laughs> but I don't think it's our primary focus. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and of course, we're we're grateful for our Facebook uh, viewers here. This is doesn't yes. any 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 uh, any skepticism towards you, but you know, we're just being honest about the platform that. I just feel that, you know, for the people actually paying money to advertise on it, um, it's not really the best use of your money. Yep. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Absolutely. Uh, but you, you get a lot of people who, you know, try to convince you otherwise and, yes. uh, and, and try to get you to spend your money to uh, make you think that like, hey, you know, uh, the Facebook is the best thing in the world and uh, everybody uh, well, should, should be spending it. Exactly, there. Marcus. And so, so uh, you know, a couple of years ago, a lot of us were probably disgusted with Facebook, I'm sure. And um, they came up with this program called the Facebook Marketing Program. And the way it works is if you spend up money, then you're invited to participate. Sounds like a great idea, okay? Sounds like they're gonna help you and all this stuff. And you stay with somebody for 30 days. And then if they don't work, you move on to somebody else. And as long as they're keeping you spending money, you're still in the program. Right. And I just feel that this company, Accenture, yeah. I mean, I've never had a lot of respect for Accenture, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, they don't treat people very well from, you know, this is from people that I've known that have worked there. Uh, you know, the consultants, they, they, they burn them out, Marcus. They don't give them their true value. They don't treat people like people. They treat them like objects and commodities. Absolutely. And, and I just feel that, you know, you, you got to respect people. I mean, yes, you can get the money out of it, but, you know, if you don't treat people the way they need to be treated, it's going to come back and bite you. And um, I, I'm, I'm just a little disappointed with Facebook and, and where they're going. So I know we're definitely pulling our funds out of Facebook from, from the marketing perspective. We're still going to use them for free, but we're not investing one cent in Facebook. Uh, but on other news, um, Windows 10 and Windows 7, you know, um, some people are saying, you know, with Windows 10 and Windows 7, um, that, you know, Windows 10 is very buggy. Uh, 
Windows 10 is not a bad operating system. Uh, but, you know, no operating system, Marcus, doesn't have problems, right? Right. <laughs> um, you know, and um, it, it seems that whenever, you know, Microsoft rolls out the, the new update, I always just say it was like on, I think it was either uh, uh, update Tuesday and patch Thursday. <laughs> patch Thursday was inevitable. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know, as you probably expect, and maybe you've seen some concepts out there that, are saying that you know they love Windows 7. It, it, it's the modern makeover for the new tile-free start menu. But you know they're 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 basically right now uh, the Windows 7 2020 edition is is where they're they're looking at things. And because remember Windows 7 had gone, so are they are they coming back to a new Windows 7 to replace the Windows 10? That seems like we're going backwards. Yeah, it, it is, it's going to feel quite strange and, you know, why not just advance what you are currently got and, and just improve what you currently got? You know, it seems like they roll out an update, like you said, you know, uh, every couple of weeks or so. And, 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 and to say you want to reimagine or come up uh, or, or, or tease it with a, with a concept, um, it, it's, it's kind of, kind of preposterous, but you know, I don't know if there's some type of group rallying around this and, and putting some pressure on Microsoft to get this done or, uh, what do you think it is, John? I'm just curious. Uh, I, I think to be honest with you, I think it's money. I think it's money. I mean, right now, Microsoft has been the cash cow for a while. Right. And I think people are starting to really not want to fork more money over. And I think that's what's happening is, is that as we're starting to see this, uh, you know, like Windows 7, you know, it, it's no longer supported, but people are still trying to use it. Okay. So I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get Microsoft to develop a new version. If it's an 11, a 12, who knows what it's going to be, right? To look right. more like 7. But like, again, I think that's taking a step backwards, but I think it's just another ploy on the American people to say, look, uh, you need to update your system. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I just think it's a marketing tactic. Microsoft's kind of not making money right now. We all know they're hurting with their stores. Uh, they're now, by the way, going to start charging for tech support. Wow. No more free support at the Microsoft stores anymore when they wow. reopen, I think, in July or whatever that's going to happen. Yeah, you, you could you could have seen that that one coming, and um, it seemed like it was right around the corner, uh, coming right at you. You know, especially with uh, just just the disappointments they have seen already, trying to uh, trying to compete with the likes of uh, Apple. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you go to an Apple store. Do they offer you a a, a diet Coke or a Coke or a water or a snack? <laughs> no. no. They're quick to take your money. You go to Verizon, okay, maybe they give you a water or something, maybe, but not even all the time. Right. Yeah, you know, you're going to these stores now, and Microsoft now was always doing the water bottle with a soda. I mean, you know, they're trying to appear, I don't know, I guess better than they are. Yeah. Why don't they just focus on doing what they do right? I think, Marcus, too many companies out there try to focus on doing things that they're not good at. You know, focus on what you do well and just stick to it. Don't, don't get in everybody else's compartments. Don't try to be like other companies. You're right, you're right about that. You know, uh, there's definitely a, a lot of uh, 
originality, you know, the, uh, you know, cause it's quite evident with, you know, what we're going back that, you know, you, you're going to, you're going to try to, you know, do, do a quick throwback on something you, you had just a few, few years ago, you know, so, <laughs> you know, you know, so you just, you just say you're going to phase it out and now you're going to, you know, try to do a marketing employee to bring it back, you know, quote unquote, break it back. And, and it's quite, it's quite despicable. So, um, I, I like, I like what you like what you're honing in on, John, you really, really showing some expertise here in, in this field here. Thank you. And, 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 you know, just, just, I, I'm always appreciating our, our viewers listening, but speaking about listening, uh, I've been a Bose fan for a long time and the new Bose quiet comfort earbuds are coming out and they're going to challenge the, uh, earpod pro now, um, that that's what, that's what's happening. And, uh, this launch is official. Uh, these new earbuds, you can pre-order them for $279.99. Uh, they're launching newer versions of their audio sunglasses for $249.95. Maybe we'll have to ask Bose to send us a, um, you know, a pair and we can do an unboxing. I don't think I want to spend the money, mm. uh, but I'd be happy to do an unboxing if they send them to us. So, you know, Bose, if you're listening, uh, we'd be happy to do an unboxing and a review of, uh, of your new product. I, I feel that the, um, you know, the new alternative, which is the AirPod Pro. Yeah. Um, you know, Bose Quiet Comfort. Um, the launching of the video for the new noise cancellation, true technology. I mean, they're getting a lot of people run for the money. Uh, we're not hearing about Sennheiser, um, and I've always believed, you know, from getting on a plane or whatever it is, we're not hearing about Sennheiser. Great. I always felt that Sennheiser was the best. They're not the cheapest, and they weren't always the best for sound quality, but they were very good when it came to noise canceling headphones. Hmm. I still remember getting on a plane and, and putting those uh, those suckers in my ear, and uh, I didn't hear anything but the music I was playing, and I thought they were great. Now at the time, those those suckers were over two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. So again, I think this is. Uh, I mean, look at the stylish case now they're doing, and the colors. Oh and, yeah, this is. I love the color. I'm just looking at the color right <laughs> now, and it's it's it, it's, it's like quite attractive. A, like a teal. It's very attractive. It has the little simple yeah. Bluetooth pairing button. Um, they made yeah. the case. The case is probably just as much as the earphones. I mean, they made a very expensive <laughs> case yeah. because the technology that pairs it is actually in is actually in the case. So, oh wow, it's actually it, it works from the case. Oh man, you know what that you know that 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 added feature right there kind of makes it really like you know worthwhile. You know, um, you know that, that kind of gets you excited. You know, the color. It does. It does. But do you want to spend almost three hundred dollars for that? Actually, I would, John. Okay, okay, all right, okay, all right. If it works as well as it looks, I, I would spend that much, John. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I, I, I would be skeptical just from what I know that a lot of these things, they make them look really sexy, right? Yeah. But then when you get them and you try them, they don't work the way they, they look. Okay. Um, a quick story on that. Uh, a lot of times you see these great products, okay? I'm not gonna mention any. And you take the product apart. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. 
The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Being an engineer, I love to do that. You take it apart, okay, so you see the naked inside of it. And I gotta be honest, it looks like a piece of crap inside. It's, <laughs> it doesn't look nice at all. I mean, they just throw everything together and it's not even nice looking. Yeah. So that just amazes me. I mean, you look at the inside, the thing's worth like about three cents or 10 cents. So when you look at the inside of a product, I mean, they put a lot of energy, time and marketing and dollars into making this look very sleek and sexy. I mean, just the way they put the Bose logo on there. And we know Bose has been around for a long time, um, but the Bose have been um, waiting not so patiently for the company to release this, this new delayed next generation of the true wireless earbuds. Because the earbuds they had in the past were okay, but they weren't really true wireless. They no, kind no. of were. Yeah. So this is supposed to help them out a little bit. And, um, the new true wireless models, uh, you probably remember last year was the 500. Uh, they had a, a, a push to the sports earbuds that were going for the sports enthusiasts. Uh, and they really went for the United Kingdom. They didn't really go for the U.S. Yeah. Now it looks like they're trying to target the U.S. with this. Yeah, I'll say, you know, especially, you know, um, this, this, this will definitely be something the kids will be um, quite quite interested in, you know, with the color, um, you know, um, addition here, um, you know, and, and what's, what's the running price on these uh, that they can pre-order? Well, the, the originals, uh, basically, if, if you go to get the, this without the, without the sunglass model, uh, the, the original, so the original version was actually slotted at $199.99. Now the official launch for the new, for the pre-order for this particular one, is said with the audio sunglasses is going to be two forty nine ninety five plus tax. Mm. So notice what they're calling it. They're calling it the audio sunglasses. Now, they're not actually sunglasses though. Mm. See the play on that? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's an, it's an interesting. It's a very interesting thing. Uh, it, it looks like what they're trying to do. Actually, the one that they show you actually is not the sunglasses. They call it the sunglasses, but then they have a link to another one. And these are supposed to be oh, a very sexy pair of glasses. And now they have basically the earphone on the side of the glasses. Mm. I don't know. Uh, high so, performance so, sports. So they, so they have a separate model. They have, the, they have the one here, which is the quiet comfort earbuds that are going to challenge the AirPods. Okay. Uh, AirPods Pro. Okay, that's what they have. And, and that one there uh, is supposed to come out um, right now of, of $279.95, okay? The new version of the audio sunglasses are gonna come out at $249.95. I don't know, I, I, I just feel that, you know, people sometimes damage their glasses. Um, and, and if you're paying that price for a glass, you have to say to yourself, I know like, you know, when I buy a pair of like Ray-Bans or whatever, they're more than that. So right. you're gonna be giving up quality, right? right? Something. I just don't feel they can pack in the quality of a good pair of, let's say they don't even say if they're UV, 
Okay. Uh, they don't <laughs> right. even talk about that. They just say that they are um, audio sound, Bose uh, frames, uh, produce a sound you'd never expect from sunglasses with options available from sports and fashion. So I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, they don't, they don't say anything about the, the type of, they say nothing, nothing about the type of glasses you're getting, whether the UV, whether they're polarized, they don't say squad. Absolutely. It, it, ha it, 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 it leaves, it leaves a lot to be uh, um, desired there, unfortunately. So I don't know if I would just trust it on that description. I think there's something missing, but um, you know, so as they drive onto the future and, and speaking about driving, uh, mm -hmm. GM is uh, about to build an all electric pickup truck. What are you thinking that? Yeah, that's 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 definitely going to be uh, quite quite the ride. Um, and uh, the Nicola is what they call in it. Is, is it a Nicola? Uh, well, the, the the new one, the the Nicola. It's actually it's 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 a uh, it's designed by the Arizona-based startup. It's called Nicola Motors. Um, is going to manufacture an electric star. So GM's not doing so. The it's an Arizona-based startup that I. Okay. Need a full-size pickup with the electric drive that's going to be offered with both battery and hydrogen fuel cell power. Nice. Uh, so this this one, you know, uh, I'm quite I'm quite interested in this one because uh, are they they they're calling this um coin coin this as like probably like one of the first um, maybe the first successful. Um, uh, pickup trucks to to ever be built this way. Um, how true I, is I think this? I think you're right. It, they're trying. What they're doing, is, uh, Mark, is they're creating a strategic partnership with Nicola. So Nicola is a startup. Yes. And GM is basically kind of partnering with them to to make this new vehicle for them. Right. Uh, with the new Ultimum battery and the hydrocell fuel cell system. Um, the CEO Mary Barra from uh, GM says, and I quote. We're growing our presence in multiple high volume EV segments while building scale to lower battery and fuel cell costs and increase profitability, end quote. So what they don't tell us yet is what the cost of this puppy is going to be. Yeah, I would imagine that it was going to come with a, a quite healthy price tag. Um, you know, uh, so... I'm seeing here that you even getting an extra 300 miles of range um, with the all battery with the with the battery all new battery version that's um, going to be um, installed in this thing. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. But you know what, Marcus? I don't think the price tag um, is going to come down on it for a while until on any of the electric cars. Okay, because right now the electric cars have just been luxury for a while, like the Teslas. Uh, some of the GMs and some of the, um, what is it? The, I think Infinity makes one too now. Yeah. Um, so they've been more of the luxury cars mostly, and they've been toward the higher end. And so based on that, until the government, but they have enough to do right now, until they start giving some type of incentive for people to buy these, not everybody's going to buy these. 
Right. Because you have to realize that, Marcus, if, if you buy a typical car, whatever it is, and it's an electric, you're going to more than double the value of that car for the cost of purchase. But as soon as you take it out, so that means that their payment could double taking it out of the showroom. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I just feel that some of the program has to be in place. You know what I mean? To, to support this. Yeah. What do you uh, think? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel like they're rushing, you know, getting this done. Um, but again, you know, there's only going to be like a select few of uh, individuals that's going to be able to afford this thing uh, once, it, once it rolls, rolls out. Um, because um, by the report, you know, it's, it, it, it's expected, expected to. Uh, dare well, I just got a do. price tag on it. So what do you okay. think this thing is going to cost? I'm gonna guess um, we got a hundred thousand, close to a hundred thousand range. Well, it's not gonna be that bad. Remember, it's not a luxury vehicle. Okay. okay. So you're gonna be able to get yourself behind one of these puppies for about the price of a mid-luxury car, just around forty thousand dollars. Okay, so it's not as bad as what I thought. <laughs> it's it's not terrible. Um, and it, it, is this just a base model? That's the thing. It's starting at thirty nine thousand nine hundred. Okay. It's starting. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I feel the other issue too is that you know what's the charging system going to be like? And a lot of people that are buying these, you know, if they don't have the proper electrical hookups for these things, that's another cost. Right. So you have to really look at these things. And uh, are you not only going to be able to? purchase the car but are you going to be able to have the lifestyle and environment that's going to support charging a vehicle like this exactly so i think that's going to be interesting but we got some other new news you remember our friends over at uh uh, 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 uh well we talked about a lot of our friends but uh one of our friends um we talked about drones uh but drones are doing something a little interesting last time we talked about amazon with the drone delivery but Drones are actually uh, finding signs of Native American great settlement beneath a Kansas pasture. Wow, say it's, say it's not so. Uh, so this is this is pretty interesting. You know, um, you know, you dropped this um, to me. You know, and um, this, you know, who would have thought? You know, uh, that you know this technology would be used in this particular way, and you know that's. Some of these settlements will be, you know, um, still in existence and, you know, and, you know, kind of hidden. They're going to basically what they're going to do in English is they're going to have these drones fly over. Okay. The uh, uh, basically the uh, the Kansas cattle ranch. Okay. And um, they're going to be uh, detecting buried remnants of horseshoe shaped ditches made more than 400 years ago by ancestors. Wow. Uh, so, so, you know, so explain to us, you know, a little bit, you know, uh, about, you know, um, why, you know, the use of, um, the drones, uh, was crucial in this, um, and, and, and why, you know, they just, they decided to go this route rather than by foot. Well, you know, by foot takes a long time and they have specialized technology in these these drones. And they're not alluding to the technology, but we don't know whether these drones have certain type of, of um, 
let's call it x-ray technology. I don't know. Right. Um, but it's possible because I know that x-ray technology has been out there for a long time. You remember the green vision. Now we don't have green vision anymore. It's a lot different. And, um, you know, this stuff, which you think that's only pipe dreams or in books, it exists. It's in the military. And uh, I have to be guessing that they're probably going to be using technology like that to be able to detect. Because how else are they going to know? They have to use some type of x-ray technology, right? And they're going to be flying. They're flying over. They're not digging. So that's what they're using. And... Um, I don't, they don't say it, but I just have a hunch the military or the government's involved with this. Yeah, it, it would definitely make a lot of sense, you know, uh, that this, this level of uh, technology is able to detect uh, so much, you know, and just glancing at the article, you know, uh, uh, there's been uh, pre previous discover discoveries of like, you know, some, some very uh, precious materials and some exotic materials. Uh, these, you know, um, and, I, and I'm just, I'm just wondering, wow, you know, they, they, they might have been circling around this site for quite some time here. Well, anthropology has always been uh, something for a while, and the UK has been been doing this. And uh, uh, I think this is kind of where this might have uh, got its wings from, is the United Kingdom, because they were doing some similar things over there. Uh, not so much for anthropology, but I think when they start to realize that, you know, when you do something with a drone you can repeat a process hundreds, millions of times. If a human were to do that, it takes lots of man hours and they also need lots of sleep, rest and food. A drone just needs some power, <laughs> right. which is uh, uh, with the way they're doing it, these drones can fly a very long time. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so so speaking, speaking of which, you know, uh, they're, you know, um, about what what uh, robots are doing you know you you also you know uh, brought up uh, something else about a tiny robot you know that's uh, doing something <laughs> oh yeah yeah the the the, the uh the um we, we, we we've uh, we've actually got a uh there's a tiny robot uh and it's doing something interesting so so uh, we always hear about robots and how they're trying to find things and how they're trying to solve the world's problems and things like that. But we're hearing some very interesting. Um, this tiny robot, okay, uh, is, is pretty amazing. Um, and this tiny robot actually gives sick kids a chance to get up close and personal with zoo animals. I think that's pretty remarkable. Uh, so these Im immunodeficient kids, uh, you know, they can't just go around the world like you or I can, unfortunately. Um, but they send a robot, and it's like, they call it a telepresence robot. And what that means is the robot's somewhere, and you're somewhere else, and you're able to almost maneuver it around and navigate it around like you would a joystick or a computer, and be able to see on it, the camera, and you're able to uh, literally use its senses to experience the world. Hmm. So you can use your finger, you can, you can have it move around, um and, and i think that's great that that you know that they're doing stuff like this i think that's an amazing uh thing um it's giving um a lot of these kids now a chance uh to to do stuff that maybe they wouldn't get like you know being able to go to a zoo and being able to get very close to an animal 
their bodies wouldn't support anything like that, Marcus. So um, I think this is I think this is a great thing. Um, and the other thing I think that's really great about it is that they are getting companies that are stepping up to pay for these things for the kids. And I think that is uh, amazing. So robots can attend school in place of sick kids. Um, and, you know, give children a chance to connect through technology. Um, you can, you know, build a connection. So a human being could use a telepresence robot to get to know me through maybe having my picture on it. Now, this one here didn't have my have a picture on it, but they have other telepresence robots where you literally can have a picture on it, like a screen. Yeah. And they can see you and you can see them. But this one's more designed so that it can help, uh, you know, sick kids or help give somebody a, basically a, a, a set of eyes that they normally wouldn't get. And I think it's amazing, but this isn't the first one. I mean, they also had one uh, in February uh, that was bringing companionship to sick kids. Um, you know, having anybody that's sick, but having a kid that's sick is obviously, you know, even worse than just having somebody uh, of, of, a, of an adult being sick. Everyone's important, but to have a little kid that can hardly understand the world and to be sick is probably the worst thing that could be around. Definitely. And um, this was programmed by a team at the Ontario Tech University facility of business and IT. And uh, the, the, um, it was called the Zenbo robot. And, um, you know, uh, he basically, um, you know, it was pretty amazing because kids always love robots. And, um, you know, you remember the movie Wally and stuff like this. And yeah. one of the quotes uh, and I'll give you right from the robot. This is what it says. Hello, my name is Zenbo. I'm really excited to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. And it says your name. Thank you for having me here. And then, so I heard you're in whatever grade that was. <laughs> so that's so cool. I hope we have fun today. I want to be your new buddy. Do you want to hear a joke? You know, this reminds me of a robot that was around a long time ago. I think I might have mentioned you once before. It was called the the, the Phoebe or the Phoebe. Um, the one in the grocery store? Uh, no, this was in, uh, it was on a program called Silver Spoons. Okay. Um, and it was really big. It oftentimes would, uh, would show up to like uh, a tavern on the green. Uh, and, it, and it was a huge... Um, a huge robot, but it was very friendly. It was huge, though. I mean, I mean, the robot's base was as big as a, as a typical executive desk. Mm. Okay, and although it could move around, that wasn't really its um, that wasn't really its goal. Right. So Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, so, you know, I think 
this is kind of a play on that uh, because technology obviously can be made smaller. I mean, we remember just like in, in uh, computers, we had vacuum tubes that would take up a whole room and then we went down to something uh, the size of maybe a room and then we went down from a room all the way down to something the size of something that fits on a desk. So, you know, we're obviously making a lot of um, discoveries. And uh, another quote I want to give about the Zenbo is, one of the things we're working on is creating artificial empathy. So the robot gets to empathize with human, learn their moods based on the vocal and body language. Martin said, even by the choice of words, they should know how the human is feeling and then try and help the human in the best possible way. You know what I would love to do? I would love to see if maybe we can get Zenbo, the developers of Zenbo, to come on one of our next shows. I think that if he'd be here, they would be a great guest. Just to learn, you know, what went into that robot, um, how it works. But, you know, to be able to empathize, I always say that a robot can't do a couple things. A robot can't love somebody. A robot can't empathize. So how do you do that when it comes to technology? I mean, it has sensors, it has cameras, it has gears right? Yeah. Uh, and lights. So how do you make a robot empathize? And I think the, the, the answer to that is it's a program. <laughs> you have to teach the exactly. program that when this person sounds like this, or this person is acting like this, then you need to maybe act a little slower or change the tonality. The robot doesn't know why it's doing it, but it can mimic empathy. And right. I think it's an interesting experiment. Because if a robot enacts empathy, okay, the person that's meeting with the robot is going to think that the robot has compassion for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I can uh, see that. You know, I, I, think, I think in one sense, uh, I, like I said, I would love to get them, I, I'd love to get them on our show. I think they would be, I think they'd be a very interesting guest. I mean, not just does the robot just play games and, and is, uh, provides companionship. Um, they, they just seem to be a new way of life that is giving, um, it's giving sick kids, another sick kid, a different type of sick, a, a way to uh, combat the germs or to uh, handle homeboundness. So this robot's a little different. This one helps provide companionship and is right there with them. The other robot is one that goes in another location and basically operates through, uh, let's say, wireless, uh, like cellular service, and then transmits the, the pictures and data through that. Where this one is meant to be like um, a robot that plays games, answers questions, entertains, educates. And again, it, it has made hundreds and hundreds of kids hours of time go by quickly because they've forgotten about their disease because the robot has taken their mind off of it. And studies have shown, Marcus, that, uh, you know, when we focus on something, it actually um, does seem to make the disease better. Uh, When we don't give attention to something, uh, we find that the disease is actually not as prevalent. That's true. That's very true, uh, John. And, um, you know, and, 
you know, the, these can definitely, this can definitely turn into a lucrative opportunity to create compassion robots, um, you know, help people with that suffering from uh, many uh, other uh, illnesses besides just um, uh, those that are uh, terminal illnesses, uh, you know, or diseases. Uh, so, you know, it's a great opportunity here, you know, to really do some good. I think it's things. a great opportunity. We definitely have to reach out to see if we can get them on our show. And I yeah, think I that I think when they have programs like Make-A-Wish Foundation, stuff like that, you want to know what to put your money toward, put it toward a robot. I know you want to send a child on a, on a trip or maybe see their family. That's great. But, you know, maybe a make maybe give them a robot. Yeah. I don't know how much these robots cost, uh, but I imagine they're not a couple hundred dollars. Not at all. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it either. You know, uh, I, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, how, how much how much do you think Zenba would cost? I'm, I'm going to guess and they're going to be, you know, um, closer to the, you know, half a million dollars. You know, somewhere. Well, I got I got to give you something that's going to make you really happy. The Zenbo robot. OK, the Zenbo robot. OK, by Asus. Guess how much he is. So, so is he is he six figures or is he a little bit less he's than only that? six? He's only six hundred dollars. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, that now that's. A good, I I would that's, love that's to get I would that's love to get one of these robots to play with and show our audience and uh, maybe have him here sitting next to me and have him on a show. I, I would love to do that. I think that would be so so cool. Yeah, it, it definitely would. You know, John. You know that that'll be real great for the audience. Uh, and you know, just to just to see it in real real life, real action. You know uh, what it does and and, and how. Well, it you you, it you know what we try to do on the program. We we try to bring people technology that is life changing, technology that's going to help inspire people, technology that's going to educate, technology that's going to give people a new lease on life. Yeah, and. You know, I, I think that is just just a way to really, you know, put put some real good into the world and really help uh, the world uh, make, you know, a real transformation as well. Uh, and I really like what you do, John. And, um, you know, I think the, the audience out there really appreciate it greatly, a great deal. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate the compliment and, I, and I'm happy to do that. I love our audience and uh, we want to keep growing our audience. And like I said, when we reach 10,000, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start, Marcus and I, taking live calls right here on the air. So we're not too far away from that number, but uh, we do need your help to get that number up. But we still have a couple stories left before we close. Uh, we talked about Amazon, right, and what they were doing. Well, guess who else is jumping into the mix now? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Walmart. Uh, Walmart. <laughs> they're launching it. They launched the on-demand drone delivery program. Wow. <laughs> now, you remember we talked about the $99 program? Now, they didn't say anything. But I wonder if the $99 has anything to do with the Walmart drone delivery program. It didn't mention it. Yeah, that's, you know, you, you, you definitely got to question that and wonder that, you know, so, you know, well, I see some drones, um, you know, dropping off my packages uh, now, too. So, well, uh, the retailer announced that the launch of the on-demand drone delivery power program, they're using a company called uh, Fly, Fly, Flytrex. 
I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but Flytrex uh, is a, uh, they're the ones that, that's, uh, that that's, they're, they're launching, they're basically launching, so the FAA approval uh, through the Flytrex was in the second Walmart drone delivery pilot. So they did one before. Uh, I guess it wasn't very successful. And um, the air delivery uh, startup, which is what Flytrex is. So remember, um, Walmart doesn't have the resources to do this themselves. So they look to a startup or a company that's that's looking to provide the services they want. And basically, they're not going to pay them much money. You know that because they're yeah. hoping to get their name known because the fact that they're going to get the notoriety, that's what they're hoping to get it like dirt cheap, which I don't think that's fair. Um, the second uh, pilot Walmart's launched, um, it began in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, the Flytrex copters controlled through cloud-based dashboards uh, did some basic pickup and drop-off of packages. So the pilot comes as a strong motivator because of the pandemic in place, obviously. Uh, this company, Flytrex, is hoping to uh, do things about restricting the number of businesses, particularly restaurants, delivery, pickup. Hey, they may be another great guest for our show, wouldn't they? Yeah, they Love would. Love to get the people that make Flytrex. And uh, it seems like, um, you know, the number of drones dedicated to e-commerce delivery is expected to increase. Listen to this, Marcus, to 2 point, not 2.2%. Watch this. 2.2 million units. Mm. You hear that? 2.2 wow. million units by, not this year, 2025. Oh, wow. That's not that far away. That's not that That's far, not far away. away. And, and wow. during the initial stages of the pilot, um, they say the free delivery is going to be free now. It'll be limited to goods weighing 6.6 .6 pounds. So mm. there's a limitation. And uh, they're only going to be offering it to households that have opted into the service. Wow. So you have to opt into it. <laughs> so it says it is free for now, I guess. Uh, Flytrix drones are going to make drop-offs directly in the backyards via this little tether cord. They're basically going to not even come close to the property. They're going to kind of stay very far away, and they're going to have a, a release mechanism that's going to basically uh, let go of the Walmart bag, if you will. Um, it's going to unreal the table at about 80 feet from the air. That's a lot, you know what yeah, I'm saying? That's kind of high. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to stay 80 feet above your, of your property, and it's going to hoist a line down to the ground. Yeah. So this is an interesting thing. We definitely want to keep an eye on Flytrex. And, uh, Again, they are uh, falling under the FAA's uh, guidelines because you do have to get uh, permission for this. And last year, Walmart filed two patents for systems that would help ensure safe drone delivery and package drop-off, including a landing platform with an automated trapdoor. So remember I told you they had a startup, but, but Walmart is now, they didn't develop it, but it seems like they're going to take credit because if they filed the patents for it, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, they're, they're, uh, my fear is I hope they don't put this company out of business. Right. Because, you know, Walmart's known for doing that. They, they, just, they, they just suck people dry, and they get what they need, and they kick everybody to the curb. Yeah. I, I just um, – I have a problem with that. So Flytrex's latest deployment 
uh, comes after the company's on-demand drone delivery service in uh, Rushlik, Iceland. And uh, Flytrick established its first partnership with the what they call Ease Drones. Uh, that's what they and these are pretty big drones. I mean, these are not small guys. Uh, this is not something you're going to find on Amazon. Okay, these are these are. I mean, maybe they'll be delivering for Amazon, but these things are big. So we're not talking about the drones that are probably going to be like you know three hundred dollars or four dollars. These are going to cost some money. I mean, you're talking about an arm span width. They got four arm span widths. Okay. And each one of those has an impeller on it, propeller. And basically, that's what's keeping this thing afloat. Then it has sensors and stuff like that. But the base of this body, I'm going to tell you, from what I can see in the picture, uh, it, it's probably, I'm going to say, at least, probably at least five to seven feet long by four feet wide. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely got... Uh, you know, they got to have room. This is why they don't want to land this thing. Because remember, if they land this thing, first of all, that's a danger, right? The second thing they have to do is they now have to take off again with this thing. Right. And for what I understand with these drones, the hardest thing with these drones is not getting them to stay in the air. It's getting them to go up safely and getting them to go down safely. <laughs> exactly. That, that's going to be a very interesting... That's going to be the challenge. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge, and I think new things are going to happen with the, uh, you know, with the um, with the FAA and new uh, sections or subsections. But the original drones, when they started, okay, just had a compartment, and somebody had to go in and actually pull the package out. But the challenge with that is here's why they want to keep them away from you. These drones are dangerous. They have propellers on them that are spinning. When this thing lands. That means that the propellers would have to stop, okay? And what if somebody went up to it too closely? They could have themselves a nice little catastrophe. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of the, uh, of the release cord. I think that's a great idea. Uh, and we have one more interesting topic for tonight. You remember our friends at Apple, don't you? Yeah. Don't yeah, I? well, uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, heating up. Apple is now seeking legal damages from Fortnite. From Fortnite. Oh man, this is getting pretty ugly. You know, we we you you predicted this, uh, John. You know, I did. I I said that this is going to become that you know you 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 can't go play the big boys' uh, pen and not expect to get burned, <laughs> or play in a big lion's cave and not expect to get attacked. I mean, you know, we're laughing here, but the company uh, behind this huge popular game, Fortnite, uh, suing Google after, if you guys remember, for those of you that weren't on our show or didn't watch that episode, they um, actually were charging a certain amount of money to uh, buy these bucks, okay? And this is what Fortnite, uh, they sell what they call V-Bucks. And they seem like they're harmless, but they charge real dollars out of your pocket on your Apple wallet. And uh, it's actually found to be, I think it was like 20 or 30%. It's, it's $9.99 if you buy through the Apple store, okay, for a V-Buck. And the same V-Buck transaction will cost $7.99 on a PC. Right. So Epic, which is actually the conglomerate of the company, Fortnite, that's the company, argue that it must charge consumers and they must pay uh, the, the higher prices on Apple and Google devices in its suit. 
This is what Epic argued. This is the Epic uh, uh, challenge. Uh, Epic was based in North Carolina and is wielding a hugely successful free-to-play online game. So, you know, the Epic game is what's now trying to beat this from Fortnite, which I think is a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that they that they must charge and consumers must pay it. Uh, the higher prices on Apple and Google devices and the suit. Apple says, and I quote, uh, they set unreasonable restraints over in-app payments. Apple has become what it's once railed against. Hmm. You know, this was, this was quite, you know, um, this is quite astonishing, John. And, you know, and once again, you know, it it just serves, you know, how, how, how much, you know, you are uh, truly, you know, uh, the expert and, you know, truly, you know, got the insight on this and, you know, we, we should have just listened to you. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're using this, 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 uh, application I mean, use it on your PC, don't use it on your phone for But so they, they're, they're working, they are taking the money outside. The thing I want you to be aware of is if you have uh, uh, children and they're playing this game, the game is not free. So when they're buying these V bucks, they're coming out of your wallet. And my biggest concern is I think they need to make it very clear that it's actually doing a transaction. I think sometimes kids don't understand pretend versus reality. Right. And I think game makers do this on purpose, uh, Marcus, because if they create this false world, they even do this to adults sometimes, and they feel that they're in this false world, well, then I guess it's okay because it's really not $100. It's just $100 whatever. But when you look at your wallet and you suddenly spend a thousand dollars on buying clothes and buying all this other nonsense, uh, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, Apple's event uh, on September 15th. So I just want to let you know, don't look for a new iPhone just yet. They're not ready. I guess with the pandemic and all the things going on, there are so many companies out there, Marcus, that can't seem to ship. I, I had ordered a new Canon a while ago, a camera, and I'm not going to get it for a month. Yeah. They make you pay for the thing up front, right? And it's on back order. I, I think that the companies need to just get what's going on and they need to get their stuff together, really. Um, Xbox, uh, Microsoft is going to release uh, details on a lower-priced all-digital video game on November 10th so they can suck up more money from you. <laughs> um, but one thing I want to let you know is that Apple argues its counterclaim that the App Store benefits consumers and developers alike. Yeah, tell me another one. So while Epic, and I quote, and the CEO take issues with the terms on which Apple has since 2008 provided App Store so wonderfully, yeah, it's not for free, (laughs) to all developers. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This does not provide coverage for Epic, they say, or reason to breach the binding contract 
or dupe a long-time business partnership, pocketing commissions that are rightfully belonging to Apple, and then asking the court to take a judicial sledgehammer to one of the 21st century most innovative business platforms simply because it does not maximize Epic's revenue. The filing says Apple looks forward to defending against Epic's baseless claims. I think that is pure rubbish and nonsense. Mm -hmm. Apple is saying, well, gee, you know, we're here and we're providing a platform and we're so revolutionary that, you know, you should just be kissing our feet because, you know, we're allowing you, yeah, to be on our platform. You have to pay a fee to become a developer. And they nail you for 20, 30%. That's a lot, Marcus. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's really, so it's really it, criminal in a sense. I, I feel what's yeah. going to probably happen, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think what's going to happen is the judge is going to look at this. And he's going to say, you know, Apple does have a monopoly on the market, right? We can agree with that. Apple and Google, all right? And any company that has a monopoly on the market all right, um, is kind of holding you, mm -hmm. right? So now that uh, they're using this platform, okay, I mean, what I think should almost happen, what could happen is one of two things. Either Fortnite builds their own mobile thing where you just go to fortnite.com and you just download it, okay? And, you know, what probably they should have done was decided to just break away from the app store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they should have broke away from the app store and said, you know what? The heck with them. We're just going to build our own thing. Don't say anything to anybody and just build our own thing. And nobody can say anything because they can't take the money from the website. You know what I'm saying? So in one sense, I have to say that Epic is wrong because they, they should have been smart enough to develop their own mobile if they have this many users. You know what I'm saying? It would have been very right. easy to do that. I do think in the same breath um, that Epic has one leg to stand on. And that leg is that they have, you know, uh, paid, um, you know, they've, they've signed a contract to Apple. Uh, but it's very similar to, you know, credit card companies charging people 24% interest rate, which is extortion. Mm -hmm. yeah. So clearly, uh, I think what's going to probably happen is I don't think they're going to win a hundred percent. Yeah. I think, I think the contract with Apple is so ironclad, even though it may not be good. It's probably got so many loopholes in there and they probably could find if they wanted to a way that Epic maybe breached their platform. Maybe they did something wrong. Maybe they said something. Maybe they posted something wrong. And that might cause punitive damages to Epic. So I, I feel that Apple is not going to quit. So you know when you file a lawsuit, it's not just a lawsuit. There's motions. Right. You can go back, forth, back, forth. And when you provide a motion to the court and you provide enough evidence, eventually the court says, okay, we're going to rule in this and we're going to cause a judgment. So I think right now what Apple should be doing is saying, look, we're getting so much business from them. They probably should have went to them and said, hey, look, you know, we're both benefiting from this. 30% is a lot, but you know what? Um, why don't we meet in the middle and do 15%? That's what... They should do, but we know that that Apple, Google, all these big moments, they're not reasonable, Marcus. 
even Amazon, right? They're not reasonable. Yeah, they, they, they obviously want every, you know, um, tooth, nail, and hair thread that, you know, it's possibly available. And, and, you know, and this, this reminds me, when you go to a court, whether it's a regular court or it's a divorce court, yeah. you know, when you want too much, right? Right. I feel the judge is going to rule against you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that these people are being petty. Um, I think right now, two ways this could end is say, look, um, you know, we've gotten our whatever period. Apple could say, look, um, we're willing to release, we're willing to drop the charges against you, but we're going to ban you from the app. Now, they already said they were going to ban them from the app store. They already said yeah. that, right? right? So my thing is, why did they have to go back and try to chastise that with Apple? Why didn't they just say, okay, screw it? Why didn't they just go make a platform? I mean, they have enough users, right? Right. Is Apple the only way that they're getting for no, because they're not finding about Fortnite through Apple. They know about it through Fortnite. Yeah, it's it's already a household name and you know. So I, I think that's the issue there. And and the last thing that I feel is that if they um you know stay on the app store, um I think something has to be worked out. I think a new agreement has to be worked out. But then the question becomes, well, hey. Does app does Apple have sliding scales? Suppose I do a million dollars on the App Store. Well, then maybe I shouldn't pay thirty percent either. Maybe I should get to pay fifteen percent. I think this is going to be turned into a class action lawsuit. Yeah, quite easily, you know. So they they they, they better be careful with the waters they're in here. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna keep on the skinny on the story. Don't worry. I don't yeah. think we're gonna get Apple, Google, or uh, Fortnite to come on our channel. Um, we'll invite them. Yeah, we, we, um, we'll make an attempt at it. We'll make an attempt at it uh, because I think everybody has a chance to be heard and we'll follow the story for you. But I, I just feel this is a sense where the developer is being too pig-headed. Um, I feel that they are a developer and really what it's coming down to is, is money. You see, right. the reason that they're relying on Apple, it's, it's really simple. They don't have the infrastructure to manage the downloads for like the app store does they don't have it so if they were to do this on their own web servers it would cost them a lot of money to handle this absolutely all right but is that i don't know how much money it's going to cost them is it going to cost them a million dollars a month five thousand is that little bit of that worth the fact that they can get sued is it really worth that marcus no, no. I, I don't think it's I mean, every time somebody goes to something, and and, I, and you've known people probably too when they're younger, and they create what I call these frivolous lawsuits, right? You've heard of them before. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, the thing about law, and I know because I did pre-law before I decided to do that, I, I didn't want to become an attorney anymore. I couldn't be a liar for a living, to be honest with you. Uh, I, had to, I had to be somebody who was honest and an engineer, and I could go to bed at night and be happy with what I'm doing and other people. So that's why I didn't become an attorney, but I did have some, um, you know, some exposure to it. And I, and I do like to, to argue points. Um, but I think what I'm stating is that, you know, when you make a claim about someone, whether you go into the police, the court, whatever, and you write a complaint about someone, the court takes your complaint as valid, takes it as valid. They say you're guilt, you're innocent until proven guilty. 
I don't actually think that's the case. I think you're guilty until proven innocent. When a complaint is filed against you, you basically have a mark against you, don't you? Somebody says, hey, you know, uh, you did this or I caught you this or you did this to me. Okay, great. Now you're going to court. Now it's costing you this. And now suddenly, if, if they did it, if they just did a regular court, it becomes very simple. But then if it becomes more than civil, it becomes criminal. Then the state gets involved. And then usually what happens after that is the state realizes th this is crazy, but they're still pursuing it. And they pursue it until the moment the, 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 the defendant decides, you know what, this is frivolous. We're going to file a countersuit. And guess what happens? The state backs down. Oh, this is a this is a grievance between two people. We're out of this. We, we this this is this has no. They're only backing it because they don't want their butts to be sued. That's why they respond, Marcus. It's not because they want to deal with frivolous lawsuits. But the court has said time and time again, if you waste our time with frivolous lawsuits, you will become penalized. But I know at least several people that have done it once. And it's because of their ego, Marcus. That's why they do it. It's because of their ego. They, they can't be wrong. They can't forgive somebody. And, and, they, and they just feel that they got to be better than somebody. And they come to the what I call the adult playground. And they think it's there to handle a, a five-year-old's problem. It's not. It's not the Geraldo Rivera show. It, it's not the, the Ricky Lake show. Um, it, it's not any of those shows. It's, it's not the Dr. Phil show. In fact, one of my friends that went to court, the guy said to us, you know, um, uh, your situation, um, you know, this isn't the Dr. Phil show. You guys should handle this on your own. But when they bring it in front of the court, they have to handle it. If the parties don't dismiss it, they have to handle it, even though it's so stupid. And eventually, the court tries to poke holes in this case. But sometimes, Marcus, this can lead on for six months. I know my friends went over a year for this. And he was completely innocent. At the last moment, he decided to file a counterclaim. And once he did that, the state stepped down and said, you know what? We're out of it. And the other party says, well, uh, what happened? Well, it's very simple. Um, there's a counterclaim filed, so we're no longer involved. Well, what do you mean? Well, it looks like you've got to get an attorney. So now you have an attorney and there's no other attorney. They're going to lose if they don't have an attorney. So now guess what happens, Marcus? They get pissed. Yeah. Because now they got to sign a retainer for five or $10,000. And this whole little stupid thing started all because the person had an ego trip and they wanted to prove that they were better. And that's what happens, unfortunately. 80% of most cases that go to court are not even valid. They're neighbor disputes that are so ridiculous. They're five-year-old disputes. So I think this is a similar thing, although it's not a five-year five old dispute. I think this is still a case of, you know, you're playing in my sandbox and um, you can't play with all the buckets or you can't play with all the sand because I own the box and you're a visitor here. So you can only play with it on Monday and Wednesday when I'm not playing, which is between 5.30 and 6. All the other times you can't play. I mean, that's what this sounds like, Marcus. Yeah. 
This sounds like a, a, a little kid's adult staged um, ego trip. But they're going to quickly find out, Marcus, when they go to court, that this is going to start costing them some big dollars. And I'm not talking hundreds. I'm probably talking into the millions. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can totally see that. And um, yeah, they, they better be careful here. You know, so, um, you know, with that being said, John, you know, um, just, you know, maybe just, you know, as we, you know, we, we get to, we, 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 we run it quite over here, you know, a little bit here. Um, you know, what, what final things you just want to put in perspective for to just, I just want to just, put in perspective, just for tie, people. tie everything together here. Yeah. Bro. To tie everything up. So, you know, we always cover the technology for you. Um, whether it's something that you, uh, you know, you, you put in your pocket, something you hang on the wall, something you type on, something you play with, something you have installed, uh, or something you drive, uh, the Jay Moore tech talk show, uh, tries to connect with thought leaders uh, that uh, either have made a contribution to society with their technology or have invented the technology or are part of some unique process. Um, and we explain that to our viewers of how that's going to um, shape. And, and we're working really hard to get you some great guests. We have some really great guests coming up in October. You're not going to want to miss uh, we actually have a, a publicly traded company coming online. Uh, so um, we have some good guests coming. But before we, just as I close, first of all, if you have anybody that you feel has made a contribution to society, if they've been on a TED Talk show or somebody that has made a technology contribution to society, um, that's very meaningful. Uh, or maybe somebody that invented something uh, or use the piece of technology in a way that's not usually uh, meant for, reach out to us at the jmore.com and, and go to the re, uh, reach out us option and let us know that uh, you have an idea for a show and maybe you'd like to be a guest. And um, if it makes sense, uh, you know, we'll set up a, a quick little interview with you and uh, we'll invite you to come on the show for a, a five to 15 minute segment where we ask you some educational non-sales questions uh, to educate our viewers like you uh, to learn about technology. And I think that's, you know, what we are. We are a, um, a very uh, upcoming uh, channel, as you guys can see, with now close to 6,000 viewers and growing. We're an upcoming channel, but we're really here for you. We're here to explain technology and make IT easy so that it doesn't seem like something that's foreign or in another language. Um, so, and if you have a product or you have a service, um, that you'd like us to uh, learn about, let us know. But if you have a product specifically and you'd like us to unbox it, contact us as well. We have an unboxing channel and we have a reviews channel and we have some really great products uh, we're actually gonna be unboxing. I wanna share with you. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we're gonna actually be unboxing a digital keyboard uh, that you're gonna actually be able to type on that's actually uh, like a laser. So we have some really cool stuff. We have some fans that are coming out that are gonna do time and. So there's some really cool stuff coming out and we're going to explore them. We're going to poke holes in them if there are holes to be poked. Uh, if they're great, we're going to give the kudos. So again, reach out to us. I am John C. Morley, uh, the engineer and entrepreneur here uh, at the J. Moore Connection and the host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. And I thank you for joining us tonight and invite you to 
Tell your friends, your colleagues, and your associates, because if you want the latest in technology and you want the truth about it, well, there's no other place you want to be than the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show right here. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, John, for that. Uh, and I just want to remind everybody that um, the month of September is uh, Suicide um, Prevention um, Awareness Month. And so uh, we have been displaying the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, in recognition of that, uh, that number is 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK. Um, do share that with uh, someone. Share that around. Make sure you post it somewhere. Uh, so that number is readily available. Uh, suicide is uh, definitely uh, a very serious thing. It's the 10th leading cause of death, um, according to CDC, um, wow. in, 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 in the United States. Marcus, I think I think that's that's amazing and that that's great what you're doing. And, and yeah, people definitely, if you know somebody or somebody's not talking and they normally talk a lot, uh, you know, recognize the signs. Uh, I was very fortunate when I got out of college to do um, suicide prevention counseling for a couple of call centers. And uh, it's not an easy thing. So if somebody's going through this, the most important thing I want to share with you right now is just don't judge them. Just be an ear and listen to them. Get them the help they need, because if you judge them, they're going to shut down and you're going to lose that one opportunity so just be a friend that's there to just listen. I like that, John. Thank you. The people so much needed to hear that. Uh, so thank you. Um, we thank you again, John. And we thank everyone for listening and watching. We, John, you can let them know to see, see us next week. <laughs> so. We'll see you next week right here on the same channel. But you can catch our replays, of course, online anytime if you missed any of this. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 88811. That's IT support to 88811, and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.